finish from 1 John 3. First letter of the Apostle John, chapter 3. He know the word of our God. See what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who does hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him. He cannot keep on sinning, because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? because his own deeds are evil and his brothers righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this you know love that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for, for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's good and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. By this he shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him for whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments, abides in God, and God in him. 
And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. So far our scripture reading of this morning, and let's now prepare for the preaching of God's word as we sing Psalm 116, the stanzas 4, 5, 7, and 8. Congregation, the passage for the sermon this morning is from our scripture reading, 1 John 3, the first three verses. And we read those verses again. 
see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who does hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, this morning... We again have the great privilege of me, we may celebrate the Lord's Supper again. The Lord instituted, instituted it for the strengthening of the faith of his people. People, to, to comfort people who feel sorry. Because the truth about them is that they do not have that perfect faith they do not serve God with such zeal as he requires. They try. We come up short all the time. And so, sometimes they are somewhat frustrated. So they need comfort. That's why the Lord Jesus, one of the reasons the Lord Jesus gave us the Lord's Supper. He knew that we would need to have the strengthening of our faith and comfort. He has sent us, all his people, into the world to preach the gospel to all nations. And he knew full well that for a large part, those nations, those people where he sent his people to, would be hostile to the gospel, cruel to those who came to preach it. He knew that Bringing the gospel in the way we live, in the way we, we interact with other people, the way we speak to people, is not an easy task. Danger, hardship, and suffering would be and still is the plight of those who answer the Lord's call to be his herald. The Lord has said to all of his people, go, I'm sending you like lambs among wolves, it wouldn't be easy. He had said, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. And we only have to have a little glance at the church history and how true those words have proven to be. And we, the Lord's people, the Lord's followers, brothers and sisters, living in the 21st century, also and increasingly so, experience that the world rejects the gospel we are called to proclaim, just as it opposes the life we are striving to live. And it loads the morals that we desire to keep high, and it announces the way we raise our children at home as well as in our schools. And adding to such brokenness in the world, there is the increasing unrest, the threats of war, the tragedies everywhere, the heartless selfishness of the people, 
En dan draad of course de suffering of sickness of pain of disappointments of loneliness. Depression and grief. None of which bypass the Lord's people. And then there is also our own sin and sinfulness. The constant battle we have with all sorts of temptations. And looking at all of this, it becomes so very obvious that being a servant of our Lord Jesus Christ, as blessed as it, as it is, is not easy. We need comfort. Our faith often wavers and it needs strengthening. We often grow so weary, but the Lord knows. Once long ago, the Lord had sent his 12 disciples out through all of, through all of Israel to, pre to preach the gospel of repentance and forgiveness of sins. And when after some time they returned, they were tired. And then the Lord said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. And when we this morning, as so many times before, may come to the Lord's table, we may do so upon that same loving invitation, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and, and rest a while. He loves us. He cares for us. He rules the whole world, but we are special to him. We are so very privileged. And so when in a few moments, we as brothers and sisters of the Lord are gathered here around this table and we enjoy our rest, our being refreshed and strengthened by the food and drink we receive us from his hands, then we must also reflect upon how truly privileged and blessed we are, in spite of all those things I just mentioned. We reflect upon our privileged position with the words of our text. Well, John 3, verse 1, 2, 3. And let's read them again together. They're wonderful words. See what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason that the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. And everyone who does hopes purifies himself as he is pure. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called the children of God, and so we are. Brothers and sisters, this is without any doubt one of the most encouraging passages you can find in the Bible. And with it, the Apostle John, inspired by God the Holy Spirit, turns our focus away from where we are in this angry and godless world. It turns, us, it turns it, uh, our, our, our focus to what we are and to where we are going. We should be named. We should be named by everyone in the world with this, by this great and majestic title, the children of God. Because this is 
The Bible says what we are. Just think about it for a moment. We should be called, because we are the children of him who is so magnificently majestic and holy that he dwells in a light inapproachable. We are the children of him who is infinite. The heavens of heaven cannot contain him. We are the children of him who is all-wise, all-powerful, all-knowing, perfectly just, infinitely loving. We are the children of him who is the king of kings, who rules the whole world, the whole universe, just by the power of his will. We are his children. Now, why is it that this almighty God and Father gives such great honor to us? Well, our text tells us it's because of his great love for his brothers and sisters. And, and that's a love that not only that our heavenly father feels, but it's a love that he, that he gives. He pours that love all over us. It's a wonderful thing. Just think about it. From a world in which there are so many people better looking than us, more intelligent better skilled, the Lord chose us to be his children. Why? Because he loved us with an eternal love. He always loved us. There was never a time that he did not love us. Before we were born, he loved us. As long as we live here, he loves us. And throughout eternity to come, he will love us. Now and always, he will love us. And he shows this love to us in countless ways, but especially in that we should be called the children of God. That we should be called the children of God. We who every day need to confess that we grievously sin against all God's commandments, that we have never kept any of them, and still inclined to all evil, we should be called the children of God. That's a marvelous wonder. And, and what a wonderful glory. How is it possible? that we should be called the children of God. And for the answer to this question, we need to go back to the very first words of our text. Our text actually begins with the word see or behold. And it means watch. The Greek word that is used means so much as watch, pay attention. Here's something special is coming up. So pay attention. See what kind of love the Father has given to us. And in the original Greek language, the word translated with the phrase what kind, what kind of love, what kind, has the more literal meaning of from what country. You see, the, the, the love the Father gives us is so wonderfully unknown that we may well translate, well, how out of this world is the love the Father has given to us? 
we should be called the children of God. God himself said so in, in John 1, verse, verse 12, but as many really there as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And in Romans 8, the Spirit himself testified with our spirit that we are the children of God. And it's so wonderful. Because brothers and sisters, let's just look at ourselves for a moment. We know our own hearts. We know, to use the words of our Lord's Supper for him, that we are aware of our many sins and shortcomings. That daily we have to contend with the weakness of our faith and with the evil desires of our flesh. That's how it is, is it? We try and we fail. In the morning, full of hope, we try. In the evening, we are on our knees before our Heavenly Father. Father, it didn't work. That's us. With the height of our catechism, we need to confess that we grievously sin against all God's commandments. And nevertheless, here is this morning, here this morning, there is that wonderful word of God coming to you from God's infinitely loving Father heart. You should be called the children of God. And that's what you are. And the bread and the wine of us on our Savior's table witness that same lovely truth. We are one with him who is the eternal begotten Son of God. And therefore, his Father is our Father. His inheritance is our inheritance. His heaven is our home. And we may sit at his table. What an out-of-this-world great love is this indeed. I hope you never get used to it. That you always will cherish it. That you just once in a while just sit still in the, in the midst of all the troubles of life and all the business. What, what amazing love that I may be called, that I should be called the children of God. Now our text continues. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. him. Well, the world did not know us as the children of God. They think at best that we are weird. They don't know us as the children of God. And, uh, and in our text, of course, the word world means everyone who does not know God. Not only the blatantly ungodly, but everyone. Those outside as well as those inside the church. So, beloved of the Lord, the reason the world does not know you as God's children is that it did not know him. So do not be surprised that the world does not recognize your exalted, your privileged position. That they call you, they call you something totally different as to being the children of God. Don't be surprised of that. They don't know him, so they don't know you. Do not be disheartened when they count you and your beliefs is not intolerant 
or bigoted or politically correct and incorrect, and then they call it silly at best. So do not be shocked when the world counts your faith as a threat against the peace that they are striving for and the tolerance that they want. And consider you as an enemy in their fight against all the perceived wrongs in our societies. Do not be surprised that you become more and more unpopular here. They don't know you, what you should be called. But you do. You see, that's how it is in the world. The, the Lord's greatest saints are just not found in the world's hall of fame. In, in the Hollywood walk of fame, there are no stars with the names of, of Christ's martyrs on it. The names of the great preachers of Christ's church are just not found carved into the pavement there. The world does not know you, but God does. does. And in Philippians 2, verse 15, he, he, we read that you shine among those of the world as stars and not even in the pavement, but as in the universe. He has exalted you way higher. The world does not know you as children of God most high, does not know you as of utmost royalty. Why not? Because it does not know God as their father. Our trouble is, brothers and sisters, and we almost admit that we are still, in spite of it all, sensitive for some recognition in the world. And because of this, it is so easy for us to make the mistake that we begin to look at ourselves as that we are the old balls in the world. And then we wish to blend in as much as we can. We lay low and we become almost apologetic for our biblical views and morals on all the issues on which the world challenges us. But it must not be this way. We don't need to be this way at all. Yes, it is true, we are in it, but we are not of this world. But we are not the oddballs. We are not. And this is why verse 2 of our text says so really reassuring, beloved, now, now you are the children of God. Not later. Now, in the midst of it all, you are the children of God. You belong here in his creation, his world. You're not the oddball. Why, beloved, would you feel irrelevant in this world, well, now you are the children of him to whom it belongs. Well, now you may ra radiate as light and as stars in the universe. Now you are the children of God. Never mind that the world does not know you as such. Just mind, just focus upon that out of this world great love God the Father gives you because of his infinitely great love. You have that wonderful title, such privileged possession, the children of God. And on top of all this, 
We have also such glorious future. How glorious we all know exactly. That's why our text says what we will be has not yet appeared, has not yet been seen. It's just too glorious for us to grasp now or to make movies about. But we know that when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ appears, we shall be like him. We shall possess then perfect blessedness, such as no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the heart of man has conceived, a blessedness in which to praise God forever. But still, it is not yet revealed what we will be, but it will be much more than we now can think or imagine. What a hope, what a great hope do we have. And so our text concludes, everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. And this is true. We, the beloved of the Father, purify ourselves. We purify ourselves every time that we find ourselves at Jesus' feet with our sins. We purify ourselves as we fight the good fight against sin in our lives. We purify ourselves as we with uplifted head walk in this world and expect our Lord and Savior to appear any moment now. We purify ourselves as we show grace and pray for those who hate us. We purify ourselves as we openly revel in the love our Father pours out upon us. We purify ourselves when we show the generosity of those whose Father is God. We purify ourselves as we shine forth His light, spread His message of repentance and forgiveness in a world and shrouded in the darkness of sin. And how is it that we're doing all those things? We purify ourselves, we cleanse ourselves because these things are the fruits of true faith, of a faith that justifies. They are the fruits of a faith that turns to Jesus Christ to have all sins and shortcomings washed away in his blood. And so we walk in this world, a world which does not know us, but we continue our journey. We turn the other cheek, we leave the cloak as well as the tunic, and we go the extra mile. We forgive those who are indebted to us and we pray for our enemies, and we do well to those who hate us. And yes, brothers and sisters, that's hard. And we often stumble, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is still weak. And oh yes, on such journeys, striving can make us weary, can make us so intensely tired that our very heart yearns, oh Lord, how long? But the Lord and Savior knows. He became in all things like us, and he invites us to his table with the words, come with me by yourselves to this quiet place and rest a while. How good is he? Beloved, now we are the children of God, and we in, wonder, in wonderment acclaim, see what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God. Amen.